0: Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Imig, from 88.9. Well, this week on Urban Spelunking, we are spelunking another person.
1: That's much Kind of a different
0: route, right? (laughs) Yeah, going a little different route this week on Urban Spelunking. Obviously, a lot of businesses and public places are not open to the public right now. So we're taking this time to get to know some Milwaukee figures that maybe flew under the radar that maybe aren't as well known. So today we're learning about Milwaukee's first black author, Lewis Hughes.
1: And this guy really did fly under the radar. Still does.
0: Way back in 1897, Lewis Hughes published a book, 30 Years a Slave, obviously a former slave, and he escaped, as you write, not once, not twice, but five times.
1: Yeah, it took five times to take, I guess. You know, just kept getting captured. But the fifth time turned out to be the charm.
0: So this is, uh, by all accounts, Wisconsin's first African-American writer, published author, but there wasn't a lot of local writing or information about him. In fact, you first learned about him, Bobby, when you went out of state.
1: Yeah, last spring break, we went. We did a road trip to Memphis. And I walked into the um, American Civil Rights Museum, which is in the Lorraine Motel, where Dr. King was assassinated. Um, and I walk into what's basically the first room, and there's all these sort of vignettes around the room. Um, and I come across this one, and I start reading it, and it says that this guy... Was from Milwaukee. Wrote his book in Milwaukee. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Okay, you know, okay. I thought, okay, I have this blind spot. Somehow I missed this. Living here 30 plus years and studying history and writing about history. Somehow I missed this guy, right? Um, So I figured I'll get home and I'll, I'll research this guy. And everybody I called didn't really seem to know anything about him beyond the fact that he'd written the book. Um, so that's when I started doing research into his life, mostly by newspapers, because there wasn't much out there other than his book.
0: And you would think for for an author that that really was self taught and and wrote this firsthand and personal account of his experience with slavery, you would think this would be something that would that would almost be like in school curriculum, like we learn about him in school. But for his 1897 book to uh, just be so. Quietly remembered. I mean, you really had to dig to find copies of this, and nobody really knew about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I called around to museums and and historical societies in town, and everybody had sort of heard of the book, and they all like had a copy of the book in their um, collections. But it seemed to end there. Nobody had really anything else about him. knew much about him. Um, I didn't get the sense that, except for Claiborne Benson at um, the Wisconsin Black Historical Society, I didn't get the sense anybody really knew much about the story he at least seemed to know he knew about the story um but then i found when i was digging through the newspapers that lewis hughes was really really well known in milwaukee when when he was living i mean during his time uh when he and his wife celebrated their wedding anniversary it was in the newspaper (laughs) you know what i mean it was just like uh he was that well-known. And all of the references to him speak about how well-known he is and how beloved he is. Kids would gather around him when he'd tell stories of his escapes.
0: So you mentioned that he escaped from slavery eventually after five attempts. It took five different uh, attempts to escape. And uh, the final one, he was actually running towards the, the Union army uh, to to find refuge where it eventually happened. Um, how did he end up in Milwaukee? And what was his path to, to the city?
1: Well, he ended up, uh, as you say, running away to meet the Union Army, thinking that, thinking rightfully so that that might be his ticket out. Um, and it was, and he ends up moving up. And when he's, I should say, when he's working with them, he's helping them uh, using medical training he had gotten uh, during his time as a slave. Uh, so that also helped him sort of further this passion for medicine um but he comes north and he goes uh to a bunch of cities in the north he even gets to canada and i'm not entirely sure why he comes back from canada um but he was in cincinnati he was in detroit he was in windsor ontario ends up in chicago working at a hotel that's where he meets john plankington from milwaukee who owns the plankington house hotel plankington takes a liking to him offers uh him to come up here and help open the plankington house hotel uh which he does. and while he's there, he just becomes a sort of super beloved character in town um, and starts, Plankington lets him start a laundry business on the side. So he starts doing, um, he and his wife start doing laundry for guests. And then that expands to becoming a bigger laundry business. Um, he uses the money from that business to study more medicine, works as a nurse later in life. So finally achieves that dream as well, which is pretty amazing for a guy that was born into slavery, sold away from his mother when he was six. Um, Just crazy. And then, you know, he has to escape these five times. And I should say that after he successfully escapes that fifth time, he goes back to rescue his wife and daughter, which seems amazing to me. Like it took him five times to get away. And when he finally gets away, he turns around and goes back.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break here. And we'll be back with more about Lewis Hughes on Urban Spelunking.
1: Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit radioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 889 pride.
0: And we're back on our wispy learning about Lewis Hughes, Wisconsin's first African American published author. We just think about the the resilience and, I mean, the enterprising spirit that he continues throughout his life. I mean, he literally escaped from slavery. He rescues his family. He starts a new life in Milwaukee. He works his way up. He's managing the coat room inside this uh, hotel and starting his own laundry business and and really trying to to make a name for himself and, and a business for himself and a life for himself and his family and totally on his own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. And, and he doesn't stop there. You know, he ends up um, studying medicine again, ends up working as a nurse, gets jobs as a nurse. And as he writes in his book, his duties as a nurse took him all over the country. He was all around Wisconsin. He went to Chicago, back to Chicago, to California, to Florida um, in his work as a nurse. And so really this guy who, was born into slavery and, as I said, was uh, was sold away from his mother at the age of six. Has to escape five times. Goes back to rescue his wife and daughter. Not only gets freedom, not only gets a good job, not only is respected, but realizes the dream that he's had his entire life of, of working in medicine. Just amazing.
0: And, and Lewis Hughes spends his complete life in Milwaukee. In fact, he's buried here at Forest Home Cemetery. And interesting that, I mean, that cemetery is uh, the final resting home for so many big Milwaukee names uh, that he's in there right as well. But he lived here all the way till his death. In fact, his the home that, that he lived in is still standing, but it looks like it's in pretty rough shape after years of neglect. Uh, uh, the roof has holes in it and, and the windows are boarded up. So uh, do you know if the house is still standing?
1: Um, last time I looked, it was still standing, but I have not been there and passed there in a few months. It's on 9th street, um, on North 9th street. And he lived there with his daughter, um, and her husband, uh, and he died in 1913. And as you said, he was buried in Forest Home Cemetery, which is also where Ezekiel Gillespie, um, is buried. And the two of them were, uh, key members in the sort of founding of the St. Mark AME Church, which was one of the first... African American congregations in the state.
0: Um, yeah, and I believe they just they just uh, celebrated their 150th anniversary. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Yeah, um, one of our staff members is a is a member there, and is just super proud of the 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 work uh, that the congregation has been doing, and obviously is such a pillar in the African American community here in Milwaukee for for 150 years. Yeah, to think amazing. that it was founded by um, a former slave and has this connection to Lewis Hughes. Uh, you really do get a glimpse of how important these figures were to the community back then.
1: Yeah. I'd like to think that this house would get saved at some point. You know, I've sort of been trying to spread the word since I wrote the story after I got back from Memphis. I I share it every now and then I've sent it to people at the city because the city owns the house. Um, I'm not sure I have any sense that anybody's really doing much about it. So I think we're going to have to see.
0: Well, let's go back for a second, if we can, to his work in the coat room in the hotel. Yeah, I thought you painted such a vivid picture. I could just, I could just envision the scene of you know, this, this, this guy, Lewis Hughes, this former slave, working in the coat room, which definitely not a, a glamorous job, but uh, by by all accounts, he seemed um, to take a lot of pride in it and appreciated the chance to talk to people and to share his stories. So. Let's go back to that moment what was what was his life like there that that particular chapter when he worked in the hotel?
1: um it seemed really interesting. He seemed really thankful to have this opportunity to come here. I mean he was doing that sort of work already in Chicago, so he kind of he kind of knew that, but I think his situation here must have just been sort of a step up you know he said uh he wrote that he said I saw many travelers and businessmen and made some lasting friends among them uh you know, and Plankington was really nice to him he said uh he wasn't getting a large salary, but he said, uh, the position quote unquote offered more. So there was definitely a sense that, um, he was moving up by taking this position. It was definitely an advancement for him. He said he had full charge of the coat room. Um, and he must've done so well that soon after that, they put him in charge of the, the bellhops as well. Um, and you know, this was a huge hotel. This was, you know, Milwaukee's sort of premier hotel at the time it had, you know, uh, 400 rooms, could handle 600 guests. Um, it was basically the place to stay in Milwaukee at the time.
0: And I suppose, I mean, the coat room is the one place where every guest must go during the winter. So he must have had contact with with uh, thousands and thousands of people over the years.
1: Oh, yeah. You got to figure it. And, and again, the sort of movers and shakers come into town. So he he met a lot of powerful people during his time.
0: So going back to his legacy and um, kind of the the hard time you had finding information, especially locally, about him, what would you like to see uh, in terms of recognition for Lewis Hughes?
1: I would say what's interesting, first of all, though, is that while um, it seems like it's difficult to find information about him now, looking back at the old newspapers, it wasn't difficult at the time. You know, everybody seemed to know this guy. He was definitely a well-known figure. It was big news when he. Died. it was big news I mean his there are a lot of references to him in the paper um, you know which for an African American who was a guy who ran a laundry and you know worked in a hotel that seems pretty impressive you know I mean he obviously struck a chord with the people of the city that they recognized him as being this sort of important citizen even though he was just a working guy like the rest of us you know he uh, it seemed like he got a lot more um, ink <laughs> than most people in that position got because he was such a uh, a respected character, respected figure. Um, I think, I mean, I would love to see the house preserved, but if that's not going to happen, it would at least be nice to have some sort of marker put there, you know, saying that it's yeah. it, telling his story and that he lived there. And really, above all, I think they should just be teaching it in schools. I mean, I think we should be the last generation that has to stumble upon this by accident.
0: Yeah, well said. I I, I definitely... Uh, I think you're right there. It would be great to to just have more understanding of those local heroes for black history. I feel like there are so many figures here in Milwaukee that uh, that we could we could study and revere just as much as the national figures. And Absolutely. and this is just
1: it, one. you know I mean there like as you say, there are there are plenty of others. This is just an example of one.
0: And you think about all the hardship that he endured in his, in his life, obviously being a slave. Um, and the punishment that he accounts on, from a first hand the atrocities that he experienced and, and witnessed um and then when he is eventually freed in milwaukee I mean his house burns down yeah and yeah. he he uh it seems like his his whole life was was full of struggles here and there but um you know as a later in his life um being a nurse and caring for people and, and giving back um and just gives me this impression of this like self-made, determined man who uh, kept going and, yeah. and, and dealt with stuff that, that people just can't even imagine.
1: But also selfless in a kind of way, you know, like, again, like you said, be, you know, after all this adversity, he doesn't want to just sort of have a successful business and kick back and enjoy it. He still wants to help people by being a nurse, you know, and when he does finally escape, uh, he goes back that super risky thing he could have just ended up right back where he started from but he's you know thinking of his wife and daughter and which which is great i mean people should do that but you know given that situation i'm not sure everybody would do that i mean really just kind of a selfless selfless guy
0: podcasts on 88.9 are edited by kenny perez handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License lab with support from your membership and from on milwaukee you can subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. And you can check out our other podcasts, Cinebuds, Tapped In, and This Bites. And you can find us at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And remember to rate and review our podcasts so that more and more folks can see them. And uh, we do appreciate your support. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzillo. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Nate.